0: In the call, so he wasn't into the church of God yet. So we we I went to his church and a little different from what I was brought up in. And he didn't have a musician, so I hired a musician and I paid for the musician out of my own pocket. But his administrative person told me that she felt like it it was. It'll do better if I was to give them the money and let them decide what they want to do with my money. The only reason I hired the minister so it can help my pastor, help my husband, which was my pastor, um, service flow good. And they didn't want it. And after that, they gave him a choice. It's going to need to be your wife or the church. So my loving husband chose me. So we left that church, and then we moved on. After we moved on, we went to two separate churches. He was going to one church, and I was going to another church. After a while, he prayed and prayed and prayed. Then he came over to with me, with our church, where we are now. We're a church of God, Pentecostal, and sanctified and filled the Holy Ghost people now. Both of us, so we walk in the same way now. We won. Okay. Just no, don't say hello.
1: Just say hello. (laughs) So he is here with the court. Just step in a little bit to say hello, Key. Hello, how are you? That's that's, I call Reverend (laughs) Martin (laughs) for now. yeah, so we have So you're talking about Actually with that, you probably did I already have some church Hurt going on Just being a first lady Of the ministry And then let's break it out, first lady means That's the part of the ministry, that's the pastor's Wife, so they're the first Family that is set for the house At the church, so people who don't Understand, they don't know what we're talking about
0: So, so I was once, I was church hurt by that I was church hurt by that. So, and what did
1: you? Let's let's look at. So, we are talking about uncomfortable topics. So, in him stepping down from pastoralship to go with you, what level of hurt and healing had to happen for that? Because at the end, it had to have some healing. You can't just stay at the hurt level.
0: Can't just say that. Well, I I felt bad. Mm-hmm. I felt really bad, and I was just did. I mean, is there any way we could solve this problem? It was nowhere else to solve the problem, so we left. But we still wasn't one how God called us because we after we left there, we were still in two separate churches, and and that hurt me too. Because we were in two separate churches and not one. I didn't want to pull him from his church, and he didn't want to pull me from my church. So, he prayed to God, and I also was praying to God, we'll take this Sunday, i go to your church. Next Sunday, we'll go to your church. So, we were doing a back and forth thing, And he said that God told him that there was enough people at his church. They had enough people to cover. At my church, we didn't have a big congregation. I don't like big congregations. I like small, home-style home churches where we can be family and okay. everybody know each
1: other. So. Okay, so you like the dynamic of a close-knit, smaller church. Right. Now, you understand when we talk about this uncomfortable topic, church hurt has a lot more in those smaller
0: churches than they do in big churches. Well, they probably do, but the smaller churches it go, the room will go fast. Bigger churches, roommate lasts a long time, because they have to keep going around the whole church. So a big church, I feel like the whole, whatever's going on, longer than a smaller church. You go through a smaller church, you get it, it's over later on. Bigger church, you get it, it may
1: last a little bit longer. I may not agree with that because sometimes big church we not even know who you are and they like whatever who okay and and they keep it moving. Sometimes that that, that, that that's what a lot of in the Orlando area. Let's let's be very specific on that. Now well, that area, a lot of times you at a big church and like like we'll, we'll talk about. It, and I'm not ashamed to talk about. It, um, like uh, City of Destiny. A lot of people when when the founding pastor was there. A lot of people had started feeling like a member. And not a member of a body of believers. So something came out, unless it was part of the leadership. It was heard and then, then people just moved on like it wasn't even nothing. But in those smaller churches, you know, close knit. That's like a family, some kind of family will hold on to what you done say.
0: Yeah, some of them do hold on. And it's true. But that's everyone. People hold on to what they want to hold on to. Yeah,
1: we that's a about,
0: choice. We're talking about the smaller churches.
1: Because remember, a church is the group of people. Anytime we have people, we're going to know we're going to have flaws, we're going to have issues. And then if we want to have uncomfortable conversations, but then is it the large congregation or small? It depends on what the leadership is doing. Uh, you you got to think about that. The leadership is a person has a mindset to less address this issue now and get it done and get this out of the way and have you know uh, uh, a resolution to what the issue is. The uncomfortable conversation is short, but if leadership goes lacking. And they got an ego situation.
0: That's where we can have some real issues. That I mean, is true. But in my small churches I have been in, we've been like a family. Well, how many churches have that been? Two. Two. Well, count of my husband's first, I mean, first one is three. I do know. We're talking about two churches that you
1: have spent years in. Yeah, I know, I know Reverend Martin, he started the church, it probably was, if I'm right or wrong, about a year or two, about a year or two, okay. So, we're talking about the ones that you may have been raised you in. grew up. I grew up in a church. Okay, see, there we go. This is where we're going to get uncomfortable. <laughs> so, you grew up in a church. hmm You have given the time, you have given up your talent. And you have given up your monetary increase as the Bible has required us in tithing. So after giving all of that and then turn around and by leadership has been talked about and, and basically tried to scandalize your name.
0: Now that How uncomfortable is that? That was real uncomfortable. Very hurtful too. Because you look at that person as a mentor, a person that, you know, post brought me up right. Mm-hmm. But in my growing up, with the leadership I had, he was very old-fashioned. And if anything would happen he would confront it so he goes he, back he, to you yeah. he goes back to the leadership right right he confront it mm-hmm. and he you questions and if he don't find no fault in it it's over but if he find fault in it then that's when things start happening different Like, for instance, I never got pregnant while I was young. I didn't have a baby out of wedlock. Some girls did have babies out of wedlock. His thing was you got to stand up in front of the church and apologize to the church. Okay. Can you tell me the
1: age of the pastor? in the generation that he came
0: in. Because um, he was he we the age where he died or the age we see like baby boomer, solid generation after the depression. Where where did he fall? He was born nineteen fifteen. Oh he was around the silent generation. <laughs> He was born nineteen fifteen. So he
1: was born around the time that motion pictures were starting to hit the scene. The, yes. So we we were going into the, the what, Korean War, I believe. Somewhere in that time period, so I see where you have to come before the church. Now I want to want to talk about how comfortable it is. Now imagine this: the girl is pregnant. We're talking about uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. So she's pregnant. But she wasn't promiscuous in getting pregnant. She was molested. And you make her go before that church and apologize. What level of church hurt is she probably going through?
0: Well, thank God that didn't happen. But I'm just saying, just
1: think about that because some people don't take the time to hear the story of how some people got to that situation sometimes people, a lot of times girls are not fair. Some somebody was preying on them, was a predator to them, and violated and took the innocent. And this is the fruit of it. And if someone's already wounded, then I must go before the church and apologize. Get wounded again,
0: you get embarrassed,
1: and 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 and, and, and I, I believe the church is supposed to be a place of. Like the hospital i'm getting well right i'm
0: getting healed but well, she's she that child would be embarrassed and shame and and she'll probably shut down yeah i feel like she'll shut down and and she would be afraid to go to the church for anything and then that's when you're afraid of the church because they church church you then you turn over, you turn your life to the devil. Because you don't try it this way. Now you're going this way and see which way gonna be better. And when it all boils down, neither one was better. You just gotta just be humble and listen to God. She just gotta be humble and be able to listen to God and let God lead and guide her and direct her what she needs to do now.
1: So she needs relationships.
0: With God. Not just relationship of going, but going through any relationship with God. Right. But I had another church hurt since you want to talk about a church hurt. Okay. Let's talk about that situation. I had a church hurt and in this church hurt somebody called me out. By your name. They, they said my name and they called me a liar. Which I knew I wasn't lying. Now, I could have stood up and fought back, but God didn't allow me to do that. You know what he allowed me to do? Keep my mouth clothes and sit down. And I just took it. I just took everything that I had to do. And after a while, that person did come around and they apologized. It wasn't "I'm sorry" thing because it was a leadership. I guess they thought it was too big to come and just say "I'm sorry," but they they fixed it up. They fixed up the whole thing and said that you misunderstood what I was saying. So you know what? I took it. I said, "Okay, I misunderstood what you're saying," but he still didn't apologize. Okay, then what did it take to the place for you? To start your healing process for that. Mm. How did I heal from that? I just stay home and watch God and work. Because you know what, at the end, that same person had to come back for me for help. And if I would have acted up like he did, I don't think that would have happened. But I didn't act up. I stood right there. And I take a lot of stuff off people. I've taken stuff off family members, friends, anybody. I just take it. I just take it. I just, just take it.
1: Okay, but so we're talking uncomfortable situations. So here's, here's, here's a point that I want to make sure everybody who listens and hears this. When we have an uncomfortable situation, we're not looking to fight.
0: We're
1: not looking to accuse. The point we having to is to address the issue of the situation that happened. And once we address it, we're looking for the resolution. Now, we have to be in a place and understand and accept sometimes. We're going to have to agree just to disagree. All right. And there's nothing that you have nothing against that person. That person should have nothing against you. Y'all have come to a point where y'all have sit down and tried to reason together and even brought the extra person in as the Bible teaches us. And if it's still in correct we're going to agree to just disagree. Alright. And we're not sitting here when we agree to that and that part is once you accept that and there is an apology, not saying sorry, not lamenting. That is a difference in apology because apology requires a change of your actions. Because if I say I'm sorry that I caused some church hurt but then turn around and do the thing again, the sorry meant nothing. And that doesn't line up with our biblical principles And, and we do forgive and we grow and learn from now, I don't want to hear about it. forget and forgive. So if I forget and forgive, I don't remember what you did so I can put myself back in that same predicament a lot of times. Right. So it's to not, it's to learn from. What I'm learning from is that I'm not holding this on your head, but I know not to go down that road with you like that no more. Right. So man, I mean, I me. I ain't mean to you. I ain't finna mistreat you. Yes, I, learned, I learned not to deal with you in that manner anymore. All right. And people don't want to
0: have that conversation. I'm gonna ask you a question. Go ahead. Um, when a person tell you they're church hurt mm-hmm. and they're not coming going back no more. How can you encourage them to come back? Come, See some people take are church
1: hurt. Are you talking to come back to that church or you come back come back to the body? the body of Christ. Okay, first of all, we first got to address what was the hurt. In order to heal, it's going to be uncomfortable. Because a lot of times you have had procedures done or have had something done. Let's use your foot. Remember when you had to clean it. It was not a comfortable thing. Right. It was painful. But it was causing what? A healing process. So we had to address what it was right there and then. It was uncomfortable. So when you get to that person, and I i don't like to say the word, but it's really, unfortunately, I had to have the encounters with people that had to deal with church hurt. But I knew God was calling them back to the body of Christ because they still had work to do. Right. So we had to deal with what was the hurt. Let's deal with what's the hurt. I don't care how uncomfortable it may feel. I don't care if you have to cry it out, wail it out, or whatever. We got to get to that root of what's the issue. Why did you leave? So we know what to do and know how to minister
0: to you and care for you and pour into you for you to come back. Most of the time, church hurt don't come from the whole church. It comes from one individual. or several individuals. That, they go to that church But they're not that church. So I feel like if you've been hurt by someone at a church and they come from the leader, it shouldn't really make a difference. You just need to come confront that person. Confront or address the issue. Uh, Address the issue.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Because people hear the word confront, even though we know we're talking about being uncomfortable. When they hear confront, they think of confrontation. Okay. So... If we address the issue, what's going
0: on, it does not have to be confrontational. And it's really not the church hurt. It's you and that person have a disagreement. Or they yeah. have a
1: disagreement with you. Or we can go a little bit deeper. They have some insecurities.
0: Yeah,
1: Okay. Because here, here's one thing that we can really speak on that people don't want to talk about in the church. Some people are in position of leadership and the next generation is coming up. Instead of bridging the gap and teaching them, they feel intimidated. Mm -hmm. So they try to stunt them, block them, not let them get to a place where if we understand and we are all one body and we are the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. I should be able to take you in and teach you. Because at some point, I'm not in because in this because in, the way the world is right now. The Bible tells us in Job, a man born of a woman, days are short and filled with trouble. Keyword they say short and filled with trouble. So so it depends on the shortness of your days. Mm-hmm. If you understand what Elijah did for Elijah, you know you know the difference is when I see somebody coming up and I know I have to pour into them before I go on. That's going that to create the area for church hurt because they're understanding they're going to teach. Elijah was not intimidated by Elijah. He knew his duty in order to get to the next place where he needed to be. He needed to have that person to mentor it to. He needed that person to pour into, to teach. If we are, are so worried about position. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to talk about uncomfortable things. If we're somewhere in the black church, people are, are about their positions because they have not gotten validated as a child, for one. And then another one, they don't, can't get validated in the community on their job. So they feel like they have to be validated in the church. So they feel like in a place of the church because they won't deal with the hurt in them, From the little child, the little boy, the little girl, they won't deal with that. So everybody must call me by my title. Mm. Insecurities and insecurities in the church in
0: the house of prayer will cause church hurt. Okay, another question for you. So I'm getting
1: interviewed like this show.
0: No, this is your show. (laughs) It's your show, not my (laughs) show. But since we're talking on it, after you have been church Mm hurt, and the individual that did the hurting to you, you can look up in scriptures and find and take them back to them and say, God has said in His Word that I was wrong. Uh, The situation. It's not even in the Bible, but because they have been in the church ninety-nine years, they've been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, been in the old that mean? saints. What, that, what that mean? The old saints.
1: I, I, I'm out of place. What that means? Okay, I, I'm talking. About the I, old. I hear you. I hear you. But I, to, to, to what I've seen and take time in prayer is studying the word. What does that mean? Somebody, somebody, just because somebody has has grown chronologically in years does
0: not mean they have the wisdom. Yeah. But <laughs> but at that point in time, they feel like they have the wisdom. They feel like they're right.
1: Well, if, but...
0: But they, if they study the word of God, Kim,
1: seriously, yeah, they will know that they must learn something every day and to be in the place to be always to be corrected and be teachable. We, we shouldn't... Yes, I, get, so stubborn I, get, I get you. I get you. somewhere, within in the human mind, they think they have arrived. Right. Well, that's where you have to let them know it's uncomfortable. To tell them that's not what the Bible says. Right. Let me show you what the Bible says before you create more hurt and hurt a young lady who's already struggling coming to church. If it's a church mother, we gonna talk that from that perspective. We talk about the deacons and elders. From a church mother, you have to bring that. Remember. You were 20 years old, too. Mm -hmm. And, Mother, you got to remember. We got to look in the Word and what the Word's saying. Because if you get to a place when the Holy Ghost is speaking to you, and you only speak from your flesh, you're not edifying the body of Christ. You're not bringing up the next generation to be able to take place of what you were doing. So when you go on,
0: on to see the King, that's true. That's what I'm talking about. Some people get church hurt because the older saints, the the, the way they was brought up, their tradition. That's my sister.
1: Yeah, you you, you know the situation she dealt
0: with.
1: So, as most people know, I'm kind of a PK. My parents were very involved in church. My sister. Would come to church and kind of us, you kind of sound like ladies' fashion. Uh, we was always into fashion. Mm-hmm. We got that from my grandmother, my great grandmother, from aunts, and all of that. We got about, you know, we liked it to be fashionable. Mm-hmm. And some things in fashionable didn't fit what the quote unquote standard of holiness was. Right. But we understood how to make sure it accommodated, that it was still respectable. So we then disrespect the older saints that thought in a certain way. However, some of the older saints would still say things and create cracks. So the vessel becomes marred, but it's still trying to be used. Mm -hmm. They keep saying things, another crack, but it's still trying to be used, but it can't, it can't contain what's trying to be poured in it because you got these this person, that person who has a way of thinking and have not thought about that they have to bring in the next generation and you can't just talk to everybody how you feel because you don't reach the age of 70 because you think if I say it that way, that's it. But have not reached it, understand it. But you're cracking the vessels of God and creating church hurt. So what these broken vessels do is go out to the world. The broken vessels turned to uh, marijuana, they turned to alcohol, they, they turned to sex, they turn to all of these things mm-hmm. because you took your human mindset and created hurt and broke the vessel. Right. Now, when we see this vessel in the street and we begin to talk to them about church, they turn us off. Because all they feel is those cracks again. Yeah. But you have to be persistent enough and trust the Holy Spirit on how to keep talking to them. How to evangelize to them. Right. Evangelizing the name is not the pulpit. (laughs) How to evangelize, how to reach them because there are so many people out there in the world that are church hurt but no one wants to have uncomfortable conversation with them how to say come on back you're gifted baby God I know oh, you Lord, you, come on come back it takes work for the Lord. minister to get them it takes them to have that uncomfortable talk about but well, how did you get to this place and you got to hear this story like the video you sent me about the lady who was back and forth from drugs and everything. Mm-hmm. You got to hear that. You got to even hear the story if some people have watched it. The reunion of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You had to have the, a comfortable conversation to hear the brokenness of the person mm-hmm. and what, what happened to them so they can get to the place of
0: That was,
1: was a good interview too. If we don't get to those places that, that we got, it got to be uncomfortable and be able to address it, we ain't gonna see people healed like they need to. Oh. Because a lot of times, especially in church hurt, it comes to somebody to acknowledge, honor, and respect what you felt at that time and be able to address that thing so. That person and you can heal to keep moving forward.
0: That's right. And when you heal, my thing is when I'm healed, when I have healed, not completely healed yet, from my church hurt. Um, I feel like I'm breaking generational curses right there, because. It's a change, and I'm not going to allow it to happen to my children, and from my children, from their children, from their children to their children. It's going to stop there. We nip it in the bud then. And my minister uh, Charles was just talking about um, the Will Smith and Janet. I watched the whole video, and, and I shed some tears because I felt the pain that she felt. And I felt the hurt. Then I, I felt like the other person that she was sharing her pain with really felt her pain and was very sincere, sorry for what happened. Because he didn't know a lot of things was going on. But after he found out what was going on, he, I felt like he put her, himself in her place. And he was very, very hurt by what happened then. So, that probably broke a, a generational curse right there. It could have kept going on and on if they didn't face it. If they didn't get healed from it. They could have kept going on and on. But it had to come to a stop right then. But me going through my healing right now, been hurt one time before it hurt again. But I got the understanding that God is the one that heals and protects and shields us from those things. So what I do, I just have to hold myself down, pray, fast, and focus on what God wants me to do. That's how I am in my life. Okay, so...
1: As we see, church hurt affects multiple generations. It affects them in ways sometimes we never see. It. Right. So we gotta to get to a place and have the uncomfortable conversation so the healing can happen and people can move forward. Because if we stay in that one place of uh, right. the church hurt me mm-hmm. and stay in that place, we yeah, never get yeah, to a place. We right. we're we, we'll miss out on the promises, what God was giving us, because it's conditional for you staying in line to get all of that. Now, trust me, a promise that's promised to a bloodline will come. But mm-hmm. she won't reap the benefit because mm-hmm. you let pain hurt and stay. there. Pain right. is temporary, that's not a place you're supposed to stay. So, if you're facing church hurt, I implore you to go. Address the issue. Confront it, as she said. But I say address it. But you got to get to the root of why it happened, when it happened, who. You got to understand it cannot be stuck because there's a person leadership. If a pastor, bishop, apostle, whatever you are, prelate, understands people are people and you can't treat God's people a certain way. You can't treat God's people any kind of way. You got to get to a place of understanding that we are all part of God's family. We're his children, and we have to come to a place where all of us are healed, no matter how uncomfortable the conversation is. And we can say, take this uncomfortable conversation to your marriage, to your family, to your community, to your job. Right. You got to have the uncomfortable conversation in order to have healing. Because some of you out there are on jobs and you can't find the next job because you have not healed from what happened on this job. So you're just taking all there again. God is not going to let you keep taking stuff from place to place. He needs you to be delivered, set free, and made whole. That means I, and plus when you're on a job or at a church, sometimes you cannot be released to the next place until you heal. You cannot take that brokenness, you cannot take that bitterness to the next place. And trust right. me, a lot of times God won't let you be released to the next place until you all heal. Alright. So, so that's our Super Sunday for We Not Made for Everyone's podcast. We wanna thank Ryan Martin We thank her for joining us. As Beautiful say she she has brought um, insight from different perspectives on why we need to have the uncomfortable conversation, especially in the church. Nate, he Reverend Martin over there in the background. Thank you for him coming on too, just to say hi. And and prayerfully, we will see y'all next time you record on Sunday. Y'all be blessed. And check us out on Thursday nights for our audio podcast. Enjoy y'all day. That was easy
0: all that land. What you feeling new.
2: Take two. Take two.
1: Hey, welcome to another weekly episode of We're Not Made for Everyone podcast. We got Profit here, that's me, and we got Jay on the line. Today, let's talk about what's going on in the news. So, so as we know. Here's a couple of things that's going on in the news. As we know, outgoing President Trump has been trying everything possible to still stay in office, to still say that any votes that work for him are legal, any votes for Joseph R. Biden is illegal. He has lost over 30 cases trying to say there's voter fraud. He has caused serious issues with the Department of Justice complaining about what's going on there. And a lot of his people that were supposed to be liaisons are banned from going to the Department of Justice right now because they're trying to dig up and falsify files in the Department of Justice and Department of Intelligence and the FBI. Everybody has already said there is no voter fraud. And, but Trump does not want to receive that. So we have to sit here and deal with all the bureaucracy, the lies, the false accusations, and everything. Basically, we just sit here and hear a 74-year-old man have a two-year-old tantrum about not having his way. Oh, hmm. Makes us think about what our topic is today unresolved um, issues. Uh, in other news in this in our local state, we, we're still dealing with our governor not thinking about the safety of our high school children, even though he wants everyone back in school, schools remain open. But statistically, and according to the CDC, according to Denmark, Finland, Korea. Venezuela, uh, I can go through a list of different places. Only people that remain safe in school when the schools are open are going to be children that are from the ages of 5 to 14. After 14, they seem to just not comply with rules, and they have a spread of the COVID virus. So he contradicts himself saying it's safe. To send our children back to school Which is not true He pulls facts from just little things To make it look like he knows what he's talking about Like a true politician ah, What do you think about that? Tries to keep the kids in school When we know that it's a possibility Especially the ones that we deal with Personally at school At the at work Is there, there, there a higher possibility of spread COVID Because they're they're little hard heads And want to do what they want to do And not follow the rules What do you think about that? <laughs>
2: Man, it's just—it's just these people is, are literally trying to do what they can to to pretty much get the economy going. And it's at a point in which we, all of this could have been avoided if we would have been taking proper steps to begin with. Everybody, like th- these guys, are literally trying to push kids into school, um, simply because they see school as a way for kids to give their parents a break or as a baby, pretty much as a as a daycare center, really so the parents could go to work, so on and so forth. But we cannot look at the lives of teachers as something that is so dis- dis- dispensable. We cannot do that. We cannot We cannot treat this issue in, in such a manner. It, it, this is an issue that, that should have been resolved ahead of time. So I thought we could have been ready for the second wave that's expected to come, and we could have been better prepared. Rather than just trying to be reactive with the situation, that's that's how I feel about it. It's just it's just, it's just nothing more but a a political agenda and a fine, and an economy issue, and it should be and we shouldn't value people's lives, uh, or, or or look at people's lives as, as 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 dollar signs. And unfortunately, that's that's how the situation has become. Very true. Because here, here's here's why I come.
1: I speak as a businessman because, you know, I had a business. Still would like to open that back up. Here's the thing. When we saw that in March, what was happening, then we saw a spike in June. Then we saw something around 40. Here's something that we had an opportunity to look at before school started and not waited until two or three weeks before it started. We could have done, they could have went back to school, could have went back to school in an effective manner, in a safe manner for all people, from the teachers, the paraprofessionals, the secretaries, clinic assistants, all the above, everybody who works at the school system, even to the bus drivers that have to sit on the bus. We, If we would have took the time and looked at it and paid attention to what Fauci and all of these other scientists and, and medical and epidemiologists and th- what they were saying, if we took the time to just listen to that and practice and put into place what they were saying to do, we wouldn't have to worry about, does a school have to be closed a certain way? We would already had the steps. And if the government was doing what they needed to do, instead of trying to make political size a virus, we would have a, a safe. <laughs> Environment for the children and especially for the teachers who educate the children. The argument comes about trying to keep children in the face to face school is. Distant learning is not effective as face to face learning, but you didn't take all the precautions. you didn't take all the things that were necessary that you could keep it face to face, unlike other countries who put a mandate country wide that everybody is to wear a mask, and that was just a mandate and like basically they had it so strict it was a law, but you didn't want to do that. You had these people over here, Tommy that's my right, this is my oh my god. But here's that thing. Yeah, I'm on my soapbox right now. But here's the thing you want to talk about. This is my body. This my. But here's my thing on that. How can we talk about what's my body? What's my choice? But you still want, don't want to give nobody the choice to know if they want to carry a child or not. But you want to give them a choice about having a mask spreading around and contaminating and killing folks and hurting the elderly and having people who had to get lung transplant. But that's what you want to do, Tommy. It's my body. But, but with the pregnancy, it does not bother another person that's around you. So we have these double standards and all of this stuff going on. If we would just do what's right, and we would do stuff which was considered a moral value, evangelicals. If you hear me, if y'all would do us a moral value, you would make sure you would protect the people around you. That's unbiblical to do that. To spread uh. and not not to not to even try to care about the people around you. That's not even morals over having biblical values, as y'all say, evangelicals. But let me get off my soapbox. <laughs>
2: uh. Somebody got some fire in them. Say what your chest Let it out, <laughs> Man. Well, I'm,
1: Jay, I'm just being real. If you, I don't have a problem. I know certain children that have learned disabilities. We need them in the classroom because in order to abide by into the accommodations they have on their IEPs, which are the federal standard, you know, we need them in the classroom. We do. And that's the ones we should have first had in there and not just looked at elementary age, middle school age, high school age. We need to look at who needed to be there first. And then once we get that acclimated and how to deal with that, then you can start trickling the rest of them so they could, they could learn and need what they need. Because some children that have not been diagnosed, have not found something on their IEP or have one yet that are, you know, have learning disabilities. So we have those that you know you're still trying to figure them out and you can't figure them out on distant
2: learning. No, absolutely not. And we see it, and we see it with with it's not even what what, what we see face to face. This is a nationwide issue. It's 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 a nationwide issue with us in which um the students in general are just failing. Um there's it, a number of factors to it. It could be um kids from the low income areas, it could be kids like what you said or learning disabilities that they need somebody there to break it down. Um there's so many different factors, but that regardless of what the factor is, as a whole, the majority of the students that are um that are in distance learning, they are not doing so well. And the numbers could literally show. If you if, if anybody Google it or try to research it for a bit, you'll see that the numbers are are, are just, just just low. Yeah. Like if anybody, if anybody's out there, like talk to talk to anybody know that's a teacher, and they'll tell you, it's just them trying to do what they can and then trying to navigate through these waters, because regardless of what state you win, they're trying to figure it out too, and they're figuring things out as they go along. And if, and if I'm not mistaken, New York actually shut it down completely because yes. the numbers went through the roof. But those numbers go through the
1: roof because they're so compacted they're so uh-huh. close together and and it it to me is is basic common sense if i put everybody in a close proximity it's going to be easier for a virus to spread no matter is it, is it covid-19 influenza common cold tuberculosis it it can spread very quickly because you're in close proximity to each other yeah so that, is- that what i understand up there how they never get like that
2: yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it makes it makes sense. And there's places, also places like um Los Angeles as well, like places in which it, it's heavily congested, and 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 people rely on public transportation. I could see why the numbers will go up, or, or, go, or go, or go, or skyrocket. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm not going to argue that one. Um, <laughs> in other news. <laughs> Really, another news. Uh, so let's talk about marijuana. We have many states that are trying to decriminalize charges or possession of marijuana. They're trying to break it down from because a lot of those charges are a lot of young people, teenagers, early 20s, stuff like that. They're trying to decriminalize it so people can actually possibly pursue further education. Get a decent job. It's it's a list of things. Be able even with apartment complexes. It's you know they do background checks. Be able to get into a better place to live. It's a list of reasons why they're trying to decriminalize it. But it, it is currently on the house floor, and they're trying to argue it for the Republican. What are you going to do next? You want to start decriminalizing cocaine? Well. Cocaine doesn't hold the same weight as somebody who's had crack charges.
2: Just yes. it shouldn't even it shouldn't even be the same. Like it's it's, I, it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's, it's <laughs> don't hold the same weight. So, but I'm just saying, at a point, it's not about legalizing. It's not like trying to hold such a strong penalty against somebody that could really possibly make a mistake in their teenage at their early 20 years, or or first year going to college, doing stuff, and and you experiment trying to figure out who you are, you end up getting caught up in something, but you haven't had a track, you had that one thing, and that one thing can hold you up from having the job that you're desiring to have, because you got that on your track. Then if you have, it's another thing people don't talk about, it just even go with it, if you have your record expunged or sealed, you have some jobs requesting, why is it you
2: know, yes were,
1: so it's like we're just trying to get people to say people do not need to live in their mistakes you don't need to be having their past but Republicans want to hold that over people but if we start to pull the covers off of them on well, what some stuff they done did and some of the dungeons they have been in
2: that's, that's a, and, and, and I just find that as a, as a huge contradiction because when you see who owned these 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 large big weed companies, these big marijuana companies, a lot of Republican politicians got their money in it. Like they are heavily invested in it. Yeah. So so is it's just funny to me how they over here, some of them are trying to go against this, but then again they themselves are invested in the same thing they're going against. To me, that's just money. So it's okay for you to do it, but it's not okay for somebody else to do it. What here's the? It's okay
1: for them to do it because it's a way that the taxpayers get they get money from the taxes off of it. So as long as they're getting some money, some revenue off of, it's okay. That's like in certain places, it's okay to have prostitution as long as I can get the money off of it. But in other places, it's morally and, you know, it's a moral act, so we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't have that here. But as long as I'm making my ducks, my cheese, my, my, my securing a bag on this, got my money coming in, my change is looking right, it's okay to do it. But on the realness From a Republican that's supporting this, he's saying at the state level, if you're removing and having it not be held against people at the level it was, and people are able to forward and to progress forward and to grow from their mistakes, having their mistakes stay over their head. How do we supposed to tell people that you can grow from your mistakes, but your mistakes are holding you back from getting your next job, holding you back from going to get a higher education, holding you back from getting into a better uh, apartment complex or a condo or get a better housing area. All this stuff can be holding you
0: back.
2: Over over something that's not...
1: Basically a blunt. (laughs) it's (laughs) it's <laughs> called <laughs> this, this called call a spade a spade it's holding you back and and let me give you for the spirit of if, if we look at the bible and i'm giving you for the spirit of he said old things are passed away behold all men are made new once they become a believer in, in christ and become jesus their savior so that means all my old things should not be held against me anymore i'm a new person so if you're teaching that as an evangelical that all people are made new, their past is not their past anymore, they're made a new creature and they're going on a new path. But if you're still trying to hold what I did over my head, how am I becoming a new person? How am I going on a new path? How am I going down the right direction when I still got this hanging over my head?
2: For real. It, and and then they real quick to say, get get yourself pull yourself up from your bootstraps and all of that. But then again, they don't realize how much of a problem it is when you put on that box on that on that box. Have you convicted a felony? How am I supposed to put myself on my bootstraps if you literally put me in a situation that I will not be able to provide for my family? Because I'm not getting calls back. I'm I'm not getting any calls back. I'm not getting any interviews. I'm not getting any jobs in which I can earn a living income over a minor mistake.
1: Because. How they trying to decriminalize it? It's not a person who was into the trafficking or the dealing. This is a person that had possession of it of a certain no. amount, basically the amount that's in a, that's in a uh, blunt.
2: That different but, amount. So that's but the, I mean, sorry.
1: The amount they like the amount is so between the ounce or two or something. That's what they are trying to pull back. That somebody in possession of a joint, the blunt, whatever you know cultural background you come from is that one single one that one thing that somebody had and they say that they had numerous charges sometimes a lot of times it's for one charge that holds them up from stuff because once it goes over a certain amount uh, a certain ounce it's already considered federal charges
2: but that's the thing I, I i it should all just be be scrapped trashed out and be done with that it's just on the simple ground that every state is doing it. They should just easily just have it out, regulated and taxed, and be done with it. That's you'd think you'd think that that we wouldn't even be talking about this today. Like you'd think this this should have been an idea ten years ago. But hey, you already know how the government works. And they, they eventually get over something and and, and, and they like to use the moral, the moral, they like to take the moral ground whenever they discuss things like this, even though it makes perfect sense.
1: Here's a moral, moral perspective. Everybody makes a mistake. You grow and learn from your mistakes. You know, you're you not a person out there in, in a place of addiction that can continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. Why are we hold this against you? You did it one time. That's like the one time you in an accident, and then they say you can never get car insurance. It doesn't happen like that.
2: For real. What <laughs> time you
1: get fired? From a job doesn't mean you can't get another job. It doesn't work. You are you. Un- we have to look at a mistake is a mistake, but a, a, a repeat offender—that's a whole different ball game. We talking about a lot of the people who made the one mistake.
2: Yeah. And And that and this should definitely be swept. So and that's something that should definitely be be pardoned and forgotten and moved on with. Uh, but hey, we'll, we'll see how it goes because it, it has to pass through the Senate because the majority of the house voted in favor of it.
1: Yeah, for that.
2: But, but let's see how the Senate, let's see how the Senate rolls with it.
1: Right now it's still on the floor, so it's still kind of not pushed all the way through. It's on the floor it's been presented. So what is the next thing to do next time they come into session? and they have everybody who's probably new come in sworn in, that's, just the, that's the next thing to vote on. But they wanted to get it to a place where it can pass in the House by the next session, which is coming up right after the holidays, and then automatically go to the Senate. And that's why we still have to be vigilant for Georgia. Georgia gets those Democratic seats at, in the Senate, it's easier to get the things that are considered not right-wing or getting the the liberal left getting stuff done. It's getting stuff done for policy. It's getting stuff done that affects the whole nation. We will not be just be conservative country because when we were a conservative country and not thinking of the actual person, we missed the whole message. We missed the whole message of why people, um, of lighter skin, pale skin, black people, I call them because Caucasian, you came from black people anyway. Whole another discussion for a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all came over this country for more freedom of religions to be able to have a moral code and to still to understand that people can be forgiven. And we'll have to have that on another one because I got so much stuff I can talk about. From stories like The Crucible, Scarlet Letter, uh, um, Why Does the Cage Bird Sing, The killing I got so many things we could talk on that one. But we're talking (laughs) today. (laughs) So, yeah, we talk about... So, that's... I'm going to say that's that on that. Because we got to get to a place where the people we elect understand how to represent who we are. And if you're not going to represent who we are, we're not going to vote you in. For real. All right. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this podcast today. So, we're going to talk about unresolved issues and how they affect you in your personal life and the people around you. What you think about that topic, Jay?
2: Um... I just like to use the saying whenever this happens. Um, the thing about unresolved issues or people that's I'm gonna just say people having a bad day, they hold on to all this trash, and whenever these people tend to lash out on on anyone and everyone, they are just trying to find a place to dump the trash in. But and that's really what it that's really what it is. I know it sounds kind of corny, but when you think about it, all these people that carry around all these unrelated things, all these this this these these this anger issues, all these this bad incident they bring it on with them, and they just constantly dump it on others or lash out on others for for people that got nothing to do with the problem, they just do that and they just bring that trash with them everywhere they go and not and and, and they can literally affect those people around them in so many different ways, whether if it's um whether it's people they work with, whether it's their son, their daughter, or, or, or a family member. And little do they know, that eventually, if you keep having that mindset, you keep you keep trying to throw in stuff that has nothing to do with them, towards them, it's just going to end up isolating them. And then they're going to wonder why, we, hey, how come nobody calls me anymore? Oh, how come nobody don't send me a text anymore? How come nobody comes over anymore? Because they themselves push people away and they don't realize why. Until the damage is already done.
1: True. So I got this. So let's talk about a couple of situations. Unresolved issues. Let's talk about in relationships. So here's the scenario. We're going to talk it through. The scenario is. Rather male or female. They were cheated on. That created. Trust issues. They never took the time to really deal with why they have trust issues. And now they're at a place where they can't stay in a successful relationship. Rather, it's a relationship that's supposed to be a lifetime partnership or just a relationship to have on the job. Trust issues that are unresolved, causing problems in your everyday life. What do you think about
2: that? It, it's just... It, I, don't, I, I don't even know where to start, honestly. Yeah. Um, hey. <laughs> no, nah, it's just one of those things. It, it's, it's exactly like I said. It's just one of those things. It's it's just... It's just... Oh, my God. i going to cheat it. I, I don't, I don't know how. I don't even know where to start with this one, man. It's, it's a lot to unpackage. <laughs> Let's start with one part. What you say?
1: Start with one part.
2: With- All right.
1: Let's just start there. Now, the person when they're cheated on, they can handle it two ways. they can leave it unresolved or can resolve it. Because when you look at someone who's been cheated on, they have to look at the thing. What did I do to contribute to it? Or they could just say, I'm the perfect person and I have no issues. Because the person said they're a perfect person had no issue, that means they got some unresolved issues. They won't take time to look at themselves in the mirror to examine.
2: Yeah, exactly. They they will tend to they'll tend to just take things um they attempt to dismiss any any constructive criticism, and they will just brush it off as something else, where in reality that's not the case. Facts, right. like like you just oh you just coming for me or oh or, 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 you just hating. Nah, man, you you need to get your stuff together. You over here trying to look good, but you ain't you ain't doing good. You need to step it up. But there's just some people that just they don't know how to take the criticism. Mm-hmm in a positive manner they become defensive they become a, they become um verbally combative and argumentative and it's like i'm just trying to help you out but there's those people once again there's those people that don't know how to take those constructive criticism okay I'm the-
1: so th- this this is this is like a spiritual part of it so when you have unresolved issues, you don't deal with the situation why the person cheated or found out why they cheated and understand and examine, you will get yourself in the mirror. What you do is because you left yourself in a broken situation, a broken self, that means I will attract people who did, did that one thing that cheated them. I will keep attracting those same people. And then when someone comes along and see that you're broken and wants to be a person to help you, you seem to say negative things, be accused of them, make the person feel like they're neglecting you. you know I can go on and on and on and on and on because you never resolve why did the person cheat on me? Why did I attract that person? What's in me still that I haven't dealt with that's unresolved in me that I still attract those people that will cheat on me? Because it, it has to be If you want to talk in New Age as a children, what vibration you send out there to send it to bring those people back to you? Vibration. Oh, yeah. hey, let's hit it—the tone that they're using at that time, the vibration, your energy, using that energy to attract people that that will cheat on you, that attract people that 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 won't appreciate who you are because you let the part of you that's been unresolved, that's broken, keep attracting that because what it is, hurt people attract what hurt people.
2: What it is is that there wasn't enough sage in the room. <laughs> She didn't sage the room enough. That's what it was, man. Needs more sage. Needs some more crystals.
1: is <laughs> 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 they, they
2: need to get that chocolate right, man. They ain't doing it. They're not getting their chocolate right.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> if it was that simple. <laughs> seriously. If it, that sim- if it was that simple, you wouldn't have... A cycle of people doing the same thing over and over again. If it was that simple, if
2: it, it's because they're not taking the time, man. I'm telling you, they got, they, they got they got, they got, they got to get their crystal right on the full moon, man. They ain't doing full
1: it. Moon? What? <laughs> Ew, that, that mess.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, all right.
2: <laughs> That's not. But well, that's the, but well, that's the problem. Like people, people literally need to take a look, just like you said to themselves, and see how can I fix myself or what's going on, and actually break it down. And in all honesty, sometimes it could just be a bad luck. Maybe the first time, and eh, second time, but when you see the third, fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh, and you start seeing the line of people, then that's a problem. Yeah, first time
1: that could be something, you know, I, I I'm see I'm agreeing with you. First time I can see but you know, okay, that person because sometimes a person can be at a vulnerable state that's dealing with lot the job loss, loss of family member, things have changed, just had an argument with somebody and at a, you had a vulnerable state at that time and somebody comes in and approaches you and tries to come in while you're not vigilant to what's going on around you and move in and, and you're in a situation where that person could have cheated. Or we're just talking about cheating unresolved. Or the person at home just ain't paying nobody no attention.
2: Yeah, that's trying true.
1: to get attention they get that. But you won't take the time to recognize your unresolved issue that's when you get in a relationship give the other person no attention. You have to get... What you want in the relationship is the same thing you have to give out. If you don't understand that and get that resolved in you, you will create the cycle of the same type of people you attract and be in a relationship with. And more uh-huh. than just with your significant other, that will go even with your friends. Your friends will be a person to always use you and mistreat you because what you do, you won't, you won't, you won't deal with that issue. You won't deal with what's unresolved in your life. And you got to deal with that. You got to deal with that because unresolved issues is not a key to being successful.
2: Mm. Amen to that part.
1: I'm just saying. I'm just really saying. I'm just thinking about it. Um, Let's look at our job. We have clients, aka children, that come in. They have been in all kind of situations. Rather, it, it, it caused emotional trauma in their life most of the time. Emotional trauma, sometimes even sexual trauma. They refused to go to the counselor or the therapist.
2: Man, that's an issue in its own, but let's just say they refused.
1: No, I'm just saying they go to either one. I said they had that, but they refused to go to either one of them. Yeah. in-house or rather just sourced out. They refuse to go either way. But then get into job situations, relationship school situations, and they cannot figure out why they can't focus, why they're not successful, why they keep going through the same cycle. And when you get down to the thing of what it is, you never dealt with that issue, that problem you never had resolved, keeps coming back up in your life. As children, we see it happen, and they don't grasp it because you know I understand the frontal lobe is not fully developed. I understand why they don't grasp it, but when you are you are thirty two, you're forty five, you're fifty eight, and you're still doing the same thing, we got a real problem
2: for real. And that's and that's what happens. What do you think? Children eventually become adults, sure. and and the problem and the problem with that is if if, if things haven't been corrected. When they were children, is the inevitability that is going to be carried on when they're an adult. That's just that's just the nature of the beast. Yep, you could be in the child yet green. Mm.
1: That that's that's a fundamental. I I always will tip my hat to my mother. Just talking about me, she always talks about you got to work through whatever you had an issue with the problem. If you didn't like the way somebody talked to you, sometimes you got to wait a couple minutes, calm down, be a level head, and talk about the situation. Get it resolved. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have to work with somebody again, and you're going to have the issue as soon as they say something, you're blowing up. Mm-hmm. And then they're looking like, what's wrong? It's because you never dealt with it. The Bible teaches us, and I was, you know, I'm gonna get a Christian point of view. The Bible teaches us, if I have ought with my brother, I ought to go to my brother and get it resolved. If I cannot get it resolved with just me and them, then I will bring a third person in to help resolve the issue. So, it is a natural, a spiritual concept to get issues resolved. We're not to walk around here carrying issues of 10 years ago. Man, for
2: real. And there's no need to carry that, like you know what I'm saying. Like there's no need to carry on all these old, uh, like old behind problems or, or or these old grudges. It's just holding on to it, because in the end of the day, the person that wronged you or did you wrong, regardless of what the circumstances are, they live in their life. They're not worried about you or even thinking about the damage they're done. And it gets up to a point in which. What are you going to do to get out of that victim mindset and get and, and start reclaiming and start and start taking control over yourself and dealing and and, 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 and li- knowing how to move on from the issue because there's a lot of people and even even one of our colleagues you know who I'm talking yeah. about where she would talk about things that happened in in, in, in the nineties it's like lady, all that thing that happened back then is over and done with nobody even knows. The people that you're talking about aren't even here anymore. Nobody even remembers what you're talking about anymore, and you have and you let this thing take such a such a, a a a a grip in your life, and it's up to a point in which nobody even knows or cares for it. That's the sad thing. Yes, it's 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 a tragedy on its own.
1: That 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 I, I sit and think about. Some people that are out there now, they really haven't worked. Let's say your situation a couple of weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> no, because I have. i, I really really and everything. The unresolved issue with that was is they don't feel validated. And that was not just the first time coming on that job, being in the position they're in, that they feel validated, they feel they feel like they're getting the respect and honor that's due to them for the work they put in. So they don't feel like they're valued. So when they're not feeling value and they feel like they're being undermined, and they feel like they have to be a puppet, when someone comes to them, they are lashing out at you, but you ain't the issue.
2: Precisely. I'm not the one that created the problems. I'm just the one that reported.
1: And that's that's the thing. If I had
2: a if if, if I was securing
1: who I am and had everything resolved, because because issues occur daily, and we must resolve stuff daily. Precisely. So if I didn't resolve something from yesterday, and then something happens today, and I don't resolve for here, then all of these things begin to pile up. And this is when though, you see those people, quote unquote, they snap on the job, they're postal, they do all this, or all of this stuff just comes out and everybody just looks. What? <laughs> you never dealt with the issue was that was sitting at the root. Remember the, the concept I told you about the seed. The seed always grows and it always multiplies after its own kind so what happened a s- issue was that seed and what happened you got another issue so that watered that first seed and you had another issue that fertilized that. that then another one gave a sun and it kept, kept feeding it to the, that issue and that root got deeper and we just kept seeing fruits of stuff and it gets stronger and get bigger and then once of the time we're looking at one seed and now we're looking at a tree
2: uh-huh. how
1: we got to deal seed to the tree and we could have tucked that seed up when it first happened, so it did take root.
2: Uh. It's,
1: <laughs> it, I think that's how the issues that are unresolved manifest in our lives. It's just like, like let's let's use an example. I I I just use myself as an example. If I looked at my my first marriage and everything and all the stuff that happened in that first marriage. That means I would never date ever again, based off all what happened at first marriage.
2: Yeah, but that's not really handling the issue. That's not really you know going from it or learning from it. It's just avoiding, which people tend to do whenever they uh, things could get bad. They tend to develop an avoidance. When situations, which which is possible, but that's not the most he- that's not a healthy way. Or even an efficient way on handling these issues. It's pretty much a sweep. It's pretty much a sweeping things under the rug and moving on, which which ain't helping nobody.
1: Because after a while, all that's under that rug gonna stop the show.
2: mm huh. It really does. <laughs> but people, but people actually develop that avoidance personality, and without that avoidance mindset and they just literally handle everything with just nah I'm good or "or nah I'm not gonna do that nah I did it that one time and it's like that was that one time you did it come on man you gotta life is about taking chances and and, and learning from your mistakes if you don't learn from your mistakes you're you're gonna guarantee you will repeat them
1: and that's a cycle that you don't need to be in
2: a victim of their own ignorance that's almost
1: an of Insanity or aka a fool keep doing the same thing, same cycle, expecting a different result.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say stupid, but hey, we could we, we, we could settle for fool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's 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 like basically let, let's break it to a hood level that's like the that's like the trap queen going out with the trap king all the time and then he always getting sent to jail getting arrested then you go back back on the system can't afford nothing trying to do this trying to trying to sell your kids off during income tax time to get the money get this get that so you, you create a system because you never dealt with what do i need to do to be successful for me because what do you got to do you have to for you, you cannot be dependent upon another person for your success. You cannot depend upon another person to be a whole person and not be broken.
2: Hmm. For real, you no. I feel like no functioning adult should ever rely on another adult or another person, cause that right there makes you look like uh, you're not an adult. Essentially, you 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 depend on another. And and you can and if this person pretty much come up with rules or law um rules or or, or, or limitations on or whatever, you're pretty much in a position in which you force to submit to their rules because they are pretty much providing for you. As if you were a child. I I know that's a bit of an extreme situation that I brought up, but not really. When you really think about it. Yeah, exactly. When you really think about it. That, that's how it be if I'm feeding you. You ain't, you ain't bringing none to the table. This, this is what I expect.
1: Okay, let's put a pin right there because you can go all of a sudden again. So let's look at this. And I say, how you know, it affects, remember, we're talking about unresolved and how it affects the people around you. Mm-hmm. So, so we talked about the cheating. So let's talk about the disrespect. And the verbal abuse that you tolerate and won't resolve in your relationships. And you keep getting in the same cycle. Mm. And where did it start at? Did it start as you as a child or did it start as you as an adult? Because allowing someone to disrespect you means someone didn't did validate you at the age you needed to to understand it, that you can't be talked to like that.
2: Real. Or better yet, on the flip side, nobody hasn't really caught on or pretty much, you know, stood their ground against you when you conducted yourself in that way. They went on un unchallenged or if not, they they just just, just kept on going like that and and they and they see it as a way for them to get what they want talking in such a manner. By being demanding, by by belittling people, that's that's also the flip side of what you said. I'm resolved. Uh, exactly. exactly.
1: You must what bend the tree, wise what yet green. Mm-hmm. Because
2: go on, because go on, prophet. <laughs> because
1: if you, as a parent, as an uncle, as somebody in the community, as an educator, does not see something and address it get it resolved unresolved issues are not always looked at somebody being a victim unresolved issues can be make the person the bully
2: mm-hmm.
1: so people straight up that part. it unresolved issues can make the person a bully because it makes the person like well if nobody never told me and this is an issue and it's never been resolved I can talk to anybody like I want to AKA some of our workers, aka some some people in man think they, they can talk to people any way they want to because they have been put in their place. I tell you Amen. this is why some people at the job but it's in management do not like talking to me because I'm gonna bring it to you and I'm gonna tell you you cannot talk to me that way because I have not talked to you that way. Do not disrespect me.
2: Yeah. Straight up, I don't I don't tolerate that foolishness, man. We all adults here. We go all talk it out. Don't talk to me like I'm one of your children. Or or if you sign my birth certificate. Even even the person that even both people that sign my birth certificate, they don't come at me like that. So you sure as hell won't either.
1: And and, and, and that's that's one thing. I go look at it per government, what they wrote in the Constitution, what they what they said in the Bible. When God created Everybody, he created them to be an equal person. Everybody was made the same. Everybody was created the same. And I'm not talking about whether your gender or your role and stuff, but as you as a person, how your mind and everything, all was created the same way. So that means you are treated and you're supposed to have the same level of respect, everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: contradict yourself. When it said that all men are created equal, "quote unquote" mean is you're white and you are uh, uh, on property and you are such a level of economic status you're created. And I think that this this my, this is my thinking. I can't can't say it's for everybody, but this is my thing. I'm thinking that's the issue they had when they came over here that they felt. Like, I have to have something or order to be treated equal instead of me knowing I'm equal no matter if, if I'm working in the fields taking care of the crops or I'm the person sitting in the house that owns the land. All of us are created equal because everybody needs each other. We were created to be interdependent among each other, and people don't realize that. We cannot function on our own. If we could function on our own, we would be a- asexual beings. We could reproduce of our own kind.
2: For real. We make just copies of our own and keep it moving.
1: We are needed for everybody's needed. And that's why we have to understand when an issue occurs, something happens, whether it's just a little thing that some people think or it's a major thing, it must be resolved. It must because what's going to happen is going to start manifesting and showing its way in every part of your life. You become the old man in the neighborhood, always yelling, Get off my grass, don't sit on my steps, get away from my. You become that old man and that old woman with the rollers in her head, always yelling at the kids because you still got something that you never resolved and never dealt with or you a <laughs> supervisor that nobody wants to deal with because you don't know how to talk to nobody because somebody never corrected you when you was a child and people never corrected. They just accepted you. That's just the way they are. We cannot do that no more. We have to, we have to address the issue right then because For all have broken people in high positions and then when something happens, they don't know what to do and then they're snapping at you. Well, what you going to do? I'm not the one that got in the position. You're the one in the position. You want to supposed to have the wisdom the understanding, and the education of what to do in these situations. Get your is- issues resolved and stop snapping at me. That's how I feel.
2: Uh-huh. For real, get your stuff together. Don't try to blame me for whatever's going on because you created the problem. After we told you the issues and try to, sorry, and we try to prevent them. But then again. We the ones who create the problems. They put us in a position where you 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 damned if you do and damned if you don't. God forbid you tell me this problem. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Then when something happens, I don't want to hear you saying why well, I didn't say anything. So it goes back to that situation. Or damned if you do, damned if you don't.
1: Or are you in a situation like typically, like I am always in? They're always looking for something to, to find that fault or what I what I did wrong. And it's uh-huh. trying to find a fine tooth con. Trying to keep searching, keep finding. Oh, this right here. You didn't do this right. Okay, no, I did it, but y'all never gave an answer to it. And I have an email for the email to show that I add questions about that, but y'all never respond. So I put it out there. So here's to now how we're going to resolve this. But you keep pushing it off because you don't want to resolve that issue.
2: Telling you, man, if you like it, you honestly speaking, you literally remind me of that old show. I, I talked to you about weeks ago called The Prisoner. You're prisoner number six. OK. And and number two is the is a person in charge. And hit and the number two jobs is a new number two in every episode. And number two job is to break the will of number six.
1: It don't work over here.
2: Hey, it didn't work in the show either. Because <laughs> <laughs> what it is,
1: I have a time. I, I, I may be chronologically 40, but I know I'm wise beyond 40. And I'm not saying that to, to try to boast myself. I just have seen per experiences in life that I am. Uh. And I mean because here here how many situations as as you know our good friend as we he responds in a certain way and I just tell him it doesn't take that. You have to be like that that, that duck with that with the water going off his back. You have to be in the mentality of if you like the goat that got stuck in the well, you got to keep shaking off. The dirt that keep coming on you, soon keep rising to the place where you need to be. Kaylin.
0: Uh,
2: I'm sorry. You saying
1: you never heard the story about the golden well?
2: No, enlighten me.
1: Okay, there's a story, and I know this. Also, a gospel song too. It was a, a goat actually, typically got in the well, fell in the well. So, the farmer thought, "Well there's no way I can get the goat to follow instructions or get the get a noose around it or whatever around it to, to pull it out so he said, well, "I just bury him in this well because I got two other wells so every time the farmer was throwing dirt in the well, the goat would shake it off and it would keep rising higher and higher as as they keep shaking out they're rising and they keep coming out of that situation, so you have to look at it even time they try to keep throwing dirt on you." Shake it off, and you're gonna end up rising above them. Mm -hmm. Because you can't let the issue bury you, shake the issue off, see what it is, resolve it, pack it on your feet, and keep rising up.
2: Man, I just say it as this. Nah, that what you're saying is absolutely true. What, What 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 you're saying is true. The user situation. Keep keep going through it and it will make you a better person. You'll rise up to the occasion. But I just like to use this simple saying when it comes to things like that. Um let me see. What was it again? Sorry. Ah my brain is all jacked up right now. Um <laughs> calm seas, calm seas don't make great sailors. You gotta go through some stuff, you gotta go through a storm, you gotta go through a disaster, you gotta go through stuff, you gotta go, you gotta get grit in order for you to fully understand situations. True. And that's how I feel. What does not kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. <laughs> okay. What does not kill you make you stronger for the people with no boats. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: All right. we're, 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 we're about to end of our episodes for today. And we just basically, in wrapping it up, We we really want you to understand Whenever an issue arises in your life, rather than you measure as small or big, you have to take the time to resolve it, because an unresolved issue affects you and everyone around you. So take the time. Look in the mirror. Don't get too close, but you got to get there to see what you need to see so you can correct the issues, you can grow as a person, and become wise. So don't let an unresolved issue stop you from growing. Any other final words, Jay?
2: Don't be the garbage can and don't use people as garbage cans. That's it. And that's that, that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that on that.
1: So, hey, thank you for tuning in to Not Made for Everyone podcast. We're here to just give our perspective on current events and different topics. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we will see you next time that we're on air. And we're out. See you later.
2: Y'all take care.